Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Killer Kaiju podcast. Today we have a bonus episode with continuing our fantastic series of the Friday the 13th movies. As always, it's Lucas and Josh. Hi. And we have finally approached part seven, The New Blood. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a little weird. Why do they call it New Blood? I like it. We'll get into that when we start this commentary because I have a lot of opinions on that. Um, I know we've talked about it briefly in the past. Um, so without further ado, folks, if this is your first time in the podcast, uh, we do a commentary slash podcast. So what that means is we watch the movie along with you. If you have it at home, you can also watch it and use our podcast as a commentary. We'll provide fun facts, our opinion, have a few laughs along the way, talk about what we love. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the whole point of this podcast. And um, we tear them apart. I don't think we'll tear this one apart. I think we'll actually enjoy movie. this one. I like this one. The last one was Jason Lives. That's a really good one. I feel like me and Josh hold that one pretty high in our opinions, at least like in our rankings. Uh, this whole that being said, is basically good unless the last two. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> and we'll definitely be doing a ranking at the end of all the mainline films. Uh, so without further ado, folks, we give a time countdown if you have the movie at home, if you want to watch it with us. If not, you're watching on YouTube. You have a timestamp provided if you'd like to watch along, and then that will be provided so you can keep up to where we are on the film. Without other further ado, let me say that three more times. Yeah, uh, exactly. We'll do the countdown, and let's begin. So we're at the beginning of the film, so we'll count down and hit play. You ready, Josh? Yep. All right, let's kill it. Three, two, <laughs> one, <laughs> action. <laughs> you like what I did there? slid that in you're terrible i know all movie, right movie, movie. so this movie uh. is cool and different from the other ones in a lot of ways one this is kane hodder's first performance as jason which a lot of people won't especially like the hardcore fans of friday the 13th when they think jason Voorhees, a lot of people tend to you know flock to kane hodder because let's be real the man's mammoth and just evil incarnate and he does a great job at portraying jason Maybe not the best films, but he definitely, I feel like, has, like, a top-quality performance. Well, he was a nice dude when I met him. <laughs> so jealous. I like the way this one starts. They kind of give you a recap of all the movies. So even if you've never seen a Friday movie, you could probably just watch this one and get a good sum-up of what's happened. You can get to see, like, some of the kills replayed. I like it. Ah, the wheelchair. I love that kill. <laughs> Best wheelchair ever. It doesn't knock over once. So, yeah, let's just dive right into the name. I want to get it out of the way now. The New Blood. So this could mean a lot of things in my mind. So. New Camp? Yeah, New Camp. Maybe? New Blood as in like a new character who combats Jason. Because now this is the first one where Tommy Jarvis isn't involved. So is it like new a new Jason? person? New Jason. Like, there's so many different ways. I don't know. If you guys are listening to this and you have an opinion on what you think it means, leave it below in the comments or feel free to add us at Twitter, Killer Kaiju Cast, because uh, we well, think that, at least, I don't know, I think it's, at least when they were doing the film, I think it has to do with the fact that it was a new character not being Tommy Jarvis. Like, it's the new blood. Because maybe yeah. they plan to have her involved in, in uh, future films. But I feel like it can relate to the fact that we get a new Jason actor. You know what I mean? And uh, like you said, new camp, different place. It could have a lot to do with that. Oh, the RV kill. Awesome. So many great kills. I love how they just recap so many. Shoo. 
that being said, we, we've been keeping a kill count, folks, while we've been watching these movies and um, boob count and boob count, though. I, I don't have the boob count on me right now, but I do <laughs> in front of me have the kill count. Josh, what, how many kills do you think we're at? Like 80. Wow, that's really fucking close. <laughs> so we are at 84 kills. 84. Big 8-4. There you go. Oh, this is gnarly. still have like five movies, something like that. Four movies. Yeah, I mean, technically like he, he's going to one... get I think he's going to make break 100. Oh, for sure. I think honestly, he rivals with all the mainline ones. So we're talking like, uh, I mean, in my mind, the franchise consists of the first one up until Jason takes Manhattan. I feel like all the ones after that are kind of like one off films like Goes to Hell, uh, Freddy versus Jason, the remake. Like I feel like all of those are kind of out of the franchise like they don't really keep up with the story continuity they very much stray away from it so in my mind I, i'll keep these ones separate but we'll definitely add them all after up i feel we'll crack 200 if you combine freddy versus jason and jason goes to hell and the remake and jason x i think we'd easily top 200 kills we'll have to see because i was just thinking that he might be the one person that like has the most kills in, in a single franchise yeah, I would say that because I mean, you know, like Freddy's Halloween, people, but it's yeah, more yeah. strained out. And like, there's only what, like seven movies, eight movies with the remake, something like that. There's a lot with the oh, Friday franchise, even with Halloween. There's like probably like 10 kills maybe per movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not so, a, like the biggest expert on the Halloween movies, but I feel like it's a lot of um, tension building and a lot of like, you know, atmosphere finding horror. people. Exactly. And like getting away, but then still being pursued. You know, I feel like Michael Myers is definitely like the pursuer while Jason is the come out of nowhere and smack your face sideways with a machete, you know, like I adore Halloween, but that would definitely be the Lord of the Rings of like the horror franchise where it's a lot of walking before, you know, (laughs) before you get to the point, you got to walk before you can run. Exactly. The Lord of the Rings is dope, too. So works out well. I know we uh, SB. Um, just, watch those. just watch the hobbit i mean just maybe saying. maybe it kind of got monsters in it we can we can wing it yeah harry harry potter does i guess too <laughs> what we're not doing the there's, harry potter movies there's spooky things <laughs> like the uh those ghosty bitches that guard azkaban the like Dementors. dumbledork <laughs> he's a monster on his own hagrid <laughs> haggard 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 so we know we've been putting a lot of praise to this movie there's a lot of things i don't like about this movie um and right off the bat we kind of get one of the things i really don't like about it and that's simple as, as put as the stupid uh, gloves yeah uh by the way folks if this is your first time on the podcast and you haven't seen this movie Go watch this movie, because unlike most of the movies review, me and Josh have both seen this movie. So we are going to be talking spoilers throughout the film. Like how it says Friday the 13th on the little calendar on the door. It's a nice touch. <laughs> what um, other day did you expect? Obviously, right? I, I really don't. I like Tina's idea as a character. I don't like the actress who plays Tina, young or the old. Kid, I was like the kid or the other one. Yeah, no, either. And the one thing I don't like is how her father is tied into the whole thing. Yeah, father seems like a dink. Yeah, we see some stupid shit at the end. Um, like when he pops out. She just bullshit. wants to go fishing. Right? Where's her rod, though? She's going to get it out of her the, with her teeth. Lobster trapping. Ow. Some dynamite. Lobster trapping. 
Oh, what a dick. Yeah, exactly. The monster so, I mean, drop kick him he, he in the deserves water. it. Imagine that's how it starts. She just runs up Yeet. and boots him into the lake. <laughs> Here we get the really funny stare scene. It looks like she's trying <laughs> not to shit her pants. <laughs> I wonder, honestly, where the idea came up to have telekinesis in this movie. They're like, yo, Jason keeps messing all these people up. Imagine if he tackled someone with superpowers. But like this is also where we're getting like the zombie version of Jason. So maybe that's like the paranormal. They wanted to try and throw that up a lot more. Yeah. So at this like point, now he's ideas. dead. Yeah. Well, that plus like now he's actually dead, dead, you know, in the water and just been like rotting and decay. So how are they going to explain this other than like supernatural powers? That is true. Uh, director for this movie. Big brain. John Carl. Um, sorry if I butchered your last name. Uh, Bushler. B-U-E-C-H-L-E-R. Boochler. Uh, Boochler hey, or Boochler. Either way, Sir John, the director of this film. Uh, he's also done a lot of makeup. That's kind of what he's known for. He did the special effects and directed this movie. Um, he was kind of the head um, of makeup effects department for New World Pictures. Um, he did Hatchet, the special effects in Hatchet, uh, Reanimator, and a few other films. Um, and it was actually really interesting. If it wasn't for him, we would have never gotten Kane Hodder as Jason. And that's just fact because um, I do know that he really pushed to get Kane Hodder as the uh, Jason. Like, I think it was he saw him eat live. He like he saw Kane Hodder ate live worms on the set of a movie called Prison in 87. <laughs> and he pushed for Paramount Pictures to let him cast him in the role. Because, like, he was so persistent that he wanted to have him. Because originally it was C.J. Graham who was going to reprise his role as Jason. Man. And he's like, no, I want Kane Hodder. This is who I want. This is who needs to be in this movie. Yeah, so now we can talk about Kane Hodder more. So that man got burnt doing stunt work. And, like, his half, half of his body is all burnt, which is rad as shit. And he still does stunt work. <laughs> and then, on another note, he also played Ed Gein and BTK. Man's a tank. Though like, I mean, those films. I don't get why best, they. But... No, I don't get why they play the role. But either way, still rad. Kane Hodder's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Kane Hodder like lives for the Jason role. I mean, one of the most you know commercialized facts about this movie, um, really funny story that a lot of fans talk about, is that when they were filming, um, Kane Hodder stayed just like a mile down a dirt road by where the filming was, you know, where they were filming. And uh, one night at the end, around 2 a.m., he walked back to his uh, cabin in the dressing room, but he was still in the Jason costume. And he walked through the woods. And as he was walking, some man approached him who was like walking in the woods at the time. And he didn't reply because he's like, uh, he, he, the man walked up and asked him like, oh, are you with the movie? Are you filming? And he didn't reply because he thought it was a pretty stupid question to ask, which it was. I mean, he's in the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the guy asked again, and all Kane did was take a lunge at him and grunted, and the guy, like, took off tripping and running from him. <laughs> and they were warned that, like, apparently the, the local sheriff was contacted and said he was going to stop by for a kind of like a uh, follow-up report, and he never did, but that's just funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're, like, eight mo or seven movies in, and at this point you don't know who Jason is. Mm-hmm. So, like, just saying. Under a rock. There you go. Um, I do know, too, that originally the role of Tina was supposed to go to someone completely different. 
Um, I believe she was in the last one. Yeah, uh, Carrie Noonan, the actress who played Paula in the last movie. Yep. Um, she originally applied for this role, not knowing that it was a Friday the 13th role, because as we talked about, they always put it under like a different guise to kind of hide the fact of what movie it was. So yep. the title of the movie was called Birthday Bash, which is funny because this <laughs> movie kind of all bases around a birthday. And uh, she quickly realized that it was a Friday the 13th film and confessed that she starred in the last movie. So the director, John, he decided not to cast her. <laughs> well, I Can mean, imagine? just checking names, you would know that. But I know idiot. <laughs> also, could you imagine what like birthday bash would be? That that sounds like a pretty cool concept for a horror movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will say one yeah, thing. I'll give credit to the 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 guy who plays the therapist or the kind of guy that's with them right now. Yeah, uh, Doctor Cruz. Therapist thing. Yeah, psychiatrist. Thank you, Doctor Cruz. Is his name? Um, he's good. I think he's the one actor in this film that's actually really good. He's mysterious, but but also like he generally kind of acts like he cares, but you know something's up, like something's not quite right with him. And as yeah. the movie goes along, you kind of un like uncover that maybe he's not telling the truth and that he's trying to push Tina in different ways than try to help her. I really like that angle of the movie. And I think without him, this movie would have really fell flat because clearly as we're watching this, Tina's acting is terrible. Like, look at her. It's, it's just bad. I feel like this is probably like for this being one of my favorite movies, like one of my not top favorite, but definitely some of my favorite Friday movies. This is among them. And for being that, I think she's probably like one of my least favorite, like final girls of the series. Yeah. I really don't like her. Tina, you just have an inner hatred. Yeah. I just there's some scenes where she's all right. And I feel like it's the scenes when she's being snobby to the other people because she's like kind of like fighting with the other bitch who's like getting all like defensive that she's like intruding on her territory and being the hot girl type deal, you know? And I feel like in those moments she works because she's like, I'm not putting up with that shit, blah, blah, blah. But the stuff where she's playing like the guilty girl and all that, like, I just don't like. I just always want Jason to get the victim. So yeah, overall, I don't really care about like their characters or anything like Tommy Jarvis was rad, but mostly Corey Feldman. Yeah. But at least like the overall character of Tommy had like, you know, he Some changed throughout the movies, and stuff. you know, yeah. his, his character changed throughout the movies and they really wrote for the actor in mind. And I feel like in this one, they just didn't, they wrote the character and just cast it wrong and then just de dealt with it. Eh, maybe well, like, usually I feel like they would like rewrite to kind of go Buck with up the on cast. their part. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay though because this movie is good. Like it is still a good film. It's got good writing. It's got an all right story. But the mom's okay. Nothing that to write home about. But yeah. But I, like I said, I do really applaud Doctor Cruz. His his acting in this movie is actually really good. I enjoy it. I remember even being a kid and watching these movies when I was younger and. His role always stood out to me. He always creeped me out, like, because, you know, secretly he was, like, pretending to do the right thing, but really causing so much harm and in all this. And then, like, later on we find out he, like, lies and pulls some shady shit just to make her, like, more, like, angry and aggressive to try and unleash her powers more. Like, there's just something so sinister about a man who plays innocent but is evil rather than just someone like Jason who's straight up evil. You know, yeah. like, it's always the, the hidden evilness and sinisterness that really gets me on off guard and especially when i was a kid that shit creeped me out right because when you're a kid you're always afraid of what you don't understand 
I feel like you like if you didn't know who like when Jason would come up at first, you would think it would be that guy too. Absolutely. Like the first like twenty, you'd be like, "This guy's gonna be Jason," and then you're like, "Oh shit, no, I'm I'm kidding, yeah. I'm a liar." Like here we go. See if they pulled that kind of shit for the new beginning and had him be like the Jason S character, that would have been a cool whodunit twist. Someone trying to push somebody to you know further their abilities or further their trauma. Notice how he looks completely different now. Jason. Yeah. I mean, technically, he's been in the water all this time. Technically, the way we saw him in the beginning was when she was a kid. But, like, all of his clothes is deteriorated and his flesh. It's been country. a while. <laughs> I mean, we brought it up last time, but, yeah. I in still a lake, think his legs would be floating upwards. Oh, yeah. He would totally be floating in general. I mean, he's got steel toe boots on. They're pretty heavy. I don't know. But I feel like that's a little too far of a stretch. Ah, Kane Hodder. Ah. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, so did she like get a telepathic connection with him? Is she trying to like bring her dad back and then he brings Jason back? That's the idea, right? Because she sees the picture of her dad and wants her dad back. So she's just standing by the water thinking, I wish I could bring my dad back. I wish I could bring him back. And then that kind of force goes to Jason's body instead of her father's. I think so, because it happened in like the same place kind of thing. So it just happened to be the same place. I guess that's like one in a million for. kind of thing. Oh, I love the exposed spinal cord. It's one of my favorite things. This is probably my favorite looking Jason. I definitely I like really do films. like the decayed ones. Yeah, I, I, I like his acting and his overall um, not appearance, but just the way he presents himself a lot in the other ones. Like this one, I find he's a little slow and not as menacing. Like I like the fast walking Jason and like when he's really lumbering and big. And this one, he kind of has a slouch to him, but the look really is good. Like I do enjoy it. I feel like Kane Hodder does a better job presenting himself as Jason, like with his posture. He's a tank. In future films. Well, in this one, I feel like he was just kind of scratching the surface of what he could do as Jason. Ah, see, he's manipulating poor Tina again. Oh my God, this guy's just an evil son of a bitch. Like most Friday movies, too, as we're going to get into it, the kills. Like, you know, even John, the director himself, has fumed many times in the public about the amount of edits that had to be done by the MPAA to avoid an X rating. It had to be, it was one of the highest submitted films. This one had to be resubmitted nine times before Jesus. it got granted an R rating. So it's one of the most heavily censored entries in the entire series being that many times it being re-edited. Could you imagine seeing all of these movies unedited, you know, the original footage, oh, everything? They exist somewhere in Paramount's vault, I swear. They would. I wish. Oh, that's interesting, too. I just realized that. Uh, a little fun fact I just learned while doing some information about this film before prior, I forgot to mention too, is this was originally intended to bring Jason and Freddy Krueger together on screen for the first time. However, when but they Paramount couldn't Pictures, come to an agreement, yeah, and New Line yep. Cinemas, they hold the rights for the different movies, they couldn't agree behind the scenes. So the script was rewritten to pit Jason up against Tina instead. So that's why we had more of a supernatural thing because obviously, we when we see Freddy versus Jason, it's very much like telekinetic powers because obviously yeah. Freddy can do whatever he wants in the dream world. So that probably makes a lot of sense to why they want to pit him against um, someone with telekinetic abilities. Because I know even with the Freddy vs. Jason franchise as is, that's why we haven't gotten a second movie is now they can't come to an agreement again. But with the whole court case with Friday the 13th, there definitely is a possibility. 
I miss this gentleman's name. Who's the young guy who comes in? Did we get his name? I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention. It's got to be something like John or I forget his name already. <laughs> Nick. His name is Nick. <laughs> it just took me a minute. Uh, yeah, Nick. I like Nick in this movie. I think he plays the, you know, the handsome, um, good mannered, has his heart in the right place guy. Like even later on, like when Tina kind of gets bullied and pushed around by the other kids, he kind of stands up for her and realizes that they're being stupid. He's not like the, you know, just thinking with his dick guy. Like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I really like how he, his connection for with now. Tina. I do like that. Yeah, he's got his head on his shoulders for now. <laughs> Who knows for how long? Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah, they're a, they're a really good plus into this. I feel like almost, I mean, we're going to get into it, but you know the bitchy girl who's on the other team, who's like the popular girl who's like fucks with Tina and is really rude? Yeah. I feel like that actress would have been better as Tina and the actress who plays Tina would have been better in her role. Possibly. If you swapped them around. I feel like that would have been a, a better suit, you know? Just the fact that like Tina's a little taller and she kind of doesn't do trauma well, but I feel like she could pull off the bitchy attitude. But the scenes when the other girl is like has some kind of like fake trauma, whether she's faking it in the movie or she's generally terrified of what's happening, her almost emotion is better than Tina's, the actress who plays Tina. I don't know. Like I said, it's not terrible by any means. It's not like it's unbearable. It's not like it's like a Razzie level, like she fucking deserves to be humiliated for it. Not no. up to like you know Godzilla ninety eight. No deserves bad to be acting. bullied. Oh, spike dun, through! Dun, dun, dun. Like imagine how brutal that kill would have been before it got edited. <laughs> damn shame! It's a damn shame, folks. Now come on back and get killed too. <laughs> and it makes sense because you know how in the last movie you said that, like the was the last one where you said Jason's mask was kind of round and weird. Yeah. So. It makes sense because the axe for this movie or the axe, <laughs> the mask for this movie was actually made from the original mold that they used for part three. <laughs> so that was kind of like how they went back to base with like the mask design. And I think yeah, it does. It seems a lot like the third one. Yeah, because I know um, with that last one, like they used a mold, but in the end, they pressed it down on the ground. So it just didn't have the egg shape that it normally would. And it was wider. Yeah. So, like, that was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was right. It was released in a documentary when they were talking about the title being The New Blood. It was with the intention of Tina becoming a main protagonist who would reoccur in future sequels, just like uh, uh, Tommy Jarvis. But the idea was shelved and kind of dispatched and ignored. Well, I'm happy with that one. Oh, I forgot about the nerdy Star Trek dude. This guy's awesome. Starlacon. <laughs> this is me. I like it. Oh, yeah. Only this one human cult. being and his woman. And they're like, all right, we're going to move away. Eddie. Of course, his name's Eddie. <laughs> That's so funny. For now. Yeah. Want to hear a, a useless fact that's just kind of funny and stupid about this movie? Yeah. Perfect. That's what we love to do here. So they actually, because there was uh, an active like gator problem in the area where they were filming, they mm -hmm. actually hired um, a person, the local gator man. Uh, his name was Leslie Busby. 
uh, to kind of keep way and wrangle the Gators to keep them away from the actors. However, when they started filming, it was in October, November, which is not a season for Gators. They usually are like they swim away or they hibernate in that time period. So he ended up just kind of sitting around staring at the lake all day and got paid to do it. I want that (laughs) job. (laughs) Right. I mean, only when it's like that, though, because the reality of being an alligator angler would not be pleasant or at least not for me. No, I agree. I wouldn't want to do that. I'm not risking it to not work. That's so sad. Remember how it was like Paramount has all these films in the back of vault. They'll totally be able to see it one day. It's a lie because uh, any hopes is extinguished because any uncut versions of the film and outtakes were uh, destroyed by Paramount and no longer exist. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> You're hilarious. That's bullshit. It's the way she goes, boys. I know. So this is a really cool. Oh, this is cool. I do like these scenes when Tina kind of sees something that's not actually happening. <laughs> so she sees him. That Jason is so sick. It kind of makes her seem like an ESP or like a clairvoyant because she sees him choke on the beer. And yeah. instead of seeing him dying, they see their friend who hasn't arrived yet, whose birthday it is getting killed, which actually happened. So I wonder when she woke Jason up from the uh, water, if she somehow gained some kind of telepathic connection with him. And that's why she was able to see what he's done. So much unexplained that would I'd like to know. Here we get to kind of see the evil of Dr. Cruz here. She comes in and she sees the metal stake in the door. And uh, spoiler alert, Dr. Cruz takes that metal spike and hides it just so he, she can make her, he can make her seem more crazy. So hopefully she'll snap essentially. Hmm. Because the longer he keeps her, you know, crazy, the longer he can keep doing experiments on her and keep documenting everything, which essentially gives him a job. <laughs> Manipulative son of a bitch. But yeah, this is the one uh, before I got sidetracked by that scene. This film holds, I believe, the highest time of Jason unmasked. Well, at least this is a good version of him unmasked, right? Exactly. Like he's all decayed and shit, not all lumpy. I want to know how you get for how good he looks in this movie to how bad he looks in the next one. <laughs> he looks utterly terrible. And there's some scenes in the next one where he's like a kid again. You know, I'm not going to get into it. We'll, we'll get into that when we watch that one. It's bad. <laughs> it's just not okay. Help me. Help me. Help me. So... Is it, I believe, I'm trying to remember the actress's name who plays uh, who plays Tina. I believe it's this girl. Let me just double check before I go. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, it is. Okay. So, Lar Park Lincoln, who is the girl actress who plays Tina in this movie, who I keep shitting on, she uh, did some of her own stunts and also gave herself migraines by doing the bulk of her own crying. Yeah, I could see that. Going overboard, girl. I feel bad everything she went through because... It's really not that great in this movie. <laughs> dead cats, dead cats, dead cats. Dan, we need wood. Yeah, she needs wood, all right. <laughs> is this, I could be wrong. This is the sleeping bag kill movie, right? I She's the one who gets so. smacked against the tree. Yes. I believe so. Yep, it is. Yeah. I remember. That's a good kill. I'm excited for this one. There's some good ones. 
Uh, I forgot to mention one of the coolest things I love about this movie. It may just be me because I'm a huge fan, but uh, for those who are from the area who know FM uh, or Nash the Slash, uh, the entire soundtrack of this movie, like a good chunk of it, uh, I know for a fact, Magic in Your Eyes, The Real Thing, the song Dream Girl, Take the Time to Dream, and I'm Not Mad were all written by FM. So that's consisting of Cameron Hawkins and Nash the Slash and uh, Michael White, White, I forget his name, it's Wait. But either way, Nash the Slash, phenomenal musician. Josh, do you remember Nash the Slash? We were talking about Yeah, him? he does uh, the cover, right? Of yeah. um, Baba Rally? Yeah, he does tons of yeah. covers, uh, Dead Man's Curve. Uh, for those who haven't heard of Nash the Slash, go check out his stuff. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Um, he passed away a few years ago. Um, but he's a very talented one man band. He did like all sorts of covers and originals. Oh, the neck he punches through him. Oh, it's brutal. Sorry, got off the topic. It's just a good kill. <laughs> That's the slash. Really cool. Uh, he always performs with his head covered in like bandages of some sort. And he does like colored bandages. He does really cool, like shock rock kind of performances. Uh, he plays like a mandolin and he does all sorts of really cool covers. Definitely check him out. He's a phenomenal musician. Love Nash the Slash. My dad grew up with him, and like I grew up with my dad showing me him, and it's kind of got a lot of nostalgia for me. So I thought it was really cool when I found out he did the soundtrack and helped with FM for this movie. Yeah, I know him because of your dad as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Here it comes. I also love the way he like just rips up the tent. Yeah, <laughs> just grabs her like a bag of potatoes in the supermarket. Another thing we never gotten. We actually get noises from Jason in this one. Like, he knows when he bends down, he, like, breathes. You actually hear him, like, breathing and shit. And, like, grunting when he gets hit. I like that. But he's not as silent. Oh! <laughs> I wish he went... I wish he hit her twice. Like, hit her once and then went, nope, not good enough. Boom! But we get that I'd have to agree. In the future, I think. <laughs> I definitely have to agree there. Should have smacked her a few more times against the tree. Yeah, if they like hit her the first time and then you heard like coughing and like a little bit of like a whimper and pain and then he did it a second time and then it silenced her. That would Yeah, because really I don't think she would have died just from the one swing personally. You know, she would have been fucked up, but like, been like yeah, ah. even with Jason's strength, like I think she would have at least lived a little bit and then finished her off for the second hit. I agree. He not going to be here. He dead. He dead as fuck. So no. I'm confused. So the the guy and the girl who died in the beginning, that was that was their birthday. That was them. The girl and Dan who just died, they don't have any connection with these kids, right? They were just people camping. Yeah, they were just campers. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to be sure. Because I'm like, I forget if they're related to them or not. At least I don't think so, but I think they were just campers. Yeah, that's what I thought too. At least that's what I was also thinking to my, yeah, because I was also thinking to myself, I'm like, I like that. Instead, as Jason's just haunting the camp, now it's kind of just the forest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just overall, the whole area, like, he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Because at this point, the camp's obviously been, you know, torn down because where he was buried or, like, in the lake, that was the camp. And now the camp's gone, and they have this house here where they lived growing up in their cottage. So I imagine so now he's they... just wandering around, right? So yeah. like Just overall, the area. Whoever's in the forest, whether it be campers or hey, if whatever. Crystal Lake's still there, he'll be there. The sign's down there, so exactly. Boom. Logic. Yeah. <laughs>
well, yeah, that's the whole reason that it messed you up. Well, I'm really surprised about that. So the actor who plays Nick, so these two actors and actors here, uh, Lar, uh, Lar, who plays Tina, and Kevin, who plays Nick, apparently they did not get along um, making this movie despite playing love interests so much that uh, the actor who played Nick, Kevin, wrote his own script for this movie where it was only a dream and his character and Nick had killed Tina. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Also weird, too, not a single kill takes place during the day in this movie, I don't think. I'm trying to think. I think they all take place at night. Kind of. So I'm pretty sure all of them are nighttime, or at least dark out. Yeah, well, I mean, usually. I mean, it's easier to hide makeup, and and I mean, he is, I mean, if you kill people campers, in broad daylight, you know, like, you know, it'd be kind of obvious that they died. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Kill her. Push her down a hill. So I, I think Melissa is the bitchy character's name. Um, and Susan, the person who plays Melissa, when she auditioned for this movie, she didn't even know it was a horror movie. Like she had no idea what she was getting into. <laughs> Which probably only she makes her more up. suiting to play Tina. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just shitting on Lars acting here for playing Tina over and over again. I feel like this one's like definitely in like my top five movies. Just and it's it's a lot of it is just because of how Jason's like you know, shown to us in this movie and his kills and how he portrays himself in this movie. Um, I feel like a lot of the characters in this one are rather forgettable. Other than, like I said, Dr. Cruz and Nick. I think those are the only two characters I really like in this movie and Melissa, obviously. But like, even though Tina's got like special telekinetic abilities and all this shit, I just, uh, I feel like she's a little forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I don't really care for Tina, and that's kind of where I'm like, if they continued with the character, she still wouldn't have been memorable to me. <laughs> She's just some basic-ass person character to me, like, just creating time killer. Yeah. Like, I really feel for this girl here, too, The this girl here in the glasses. You can definitely tell her she's, like, lack of a better term, like, the runt of the group. Like, she tries to want to be like the other girls, and she's obviously, like, more of, like, a proper girl and not, like you know lack of a better term like rude and bitchy and slutty yeah. <laughs> like most of the girls are in these movies and i feel for her because like finally she has a chance to make a move on somebody and she, just the second she just steps out of her comfort zone and tries to do something different she pays the price yeah <laughs> so i gotta point out too that um is it michael it's gotta be michael yeah so the, the cool guy, yep. Uh, one of the pins on his uh, army jacket, the red button with the white triangle emblem. Yep. You know what that's from? Nope. The Robotech saga, the Macross saga from Robotech. <laughs> that was a nice little touch. Oh, yes. She's such a bitch. And Eddie's just going along with it because he's like, hey, people like me. People are talking to me. But see, like, her expression wow. there and, like, how she reacted. It's like, already, I think she would have been a better actress than Tina. <laughs> All right, I'm done. That's hopefully the last time I shit on your acting, I swear. Hater. <laughs> I don't know. I often think, like, 
okay, like, what if I got to be in one of these movies? Like, who would I play in a, a Friday the 13th movie? Like, I, I really, yeah, but I feel like I wouldn't really fit so in, in a lot of these movies, honestly. No, you'd be like Shelly. I both, we would both I was gonna say be actually, like Shelly. <laughs> you'd be like Shelly or like Shelly mixed with this guy with the green jacket, you know, like all those kind of weird, funny characters. I feel like that would be us no matter what. I feel like you would have been we're not like super cool, but like we're there. We're, I feel like I would have been it. a little bit like Shelly, maybe maybe a little more reserved. But honestly, I feel like if I had to cast you as any character, like literally uh, um, Crispin Glover's character in part four, like his kind of attitude, that would have been like you, I think. I think you would have fit like perfectly because he's like, you know, kind of quirky and kind of fun. But at the same time, like he's also like a quick whippersnapper. Like, you know, he has some like comebacks and some jokes that he's in some shady throws at people. Yeah. You know, like he's like, well, punch that into your calculator, you know, and he's kind of got like a little like nerve to kind him. Kind of an asshole. Yeah, but not like <laughs> yeah, a that's me. asshole. I feel like that's like, a good role to cast you in. I like that Tina just threw a TV. And now that you pointed out the Freddy thing, I keep thinking about the welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> that like, there's like, I mean, we'll get into it when we do a Nightmare on Elm Street series in the future, but that and like the now I'm playing with power. <laughs> there's like there's two of my so many little teams. things. There's so many good kills in those movies. So, like, Jason has the most violent, but I feel like Freddy definitely has the most creative just because of the tools he has at his, expose, as his disposal, right? Oh, he, yeah. The, the dream killer. He can do anything. Anything is possible. And, like, what's worse than not sleeping for a really long time? Exactly. Like, you just can't function. So, logically, he's probably the most scariest, especially because I love my sleep. Yeah. 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 Never. <laughs> penis. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Obviously, that's what penis. they intend you to see. Yeah, see, now she says huge bulge in your pants. <laughs> Not yet. Well, here, yeah, really, though. Here we go. See, skinny dipping leads to what? Death. Killing. I Death. like this. Always. I'm patiently waiting for premarital sex. I, I feel like we haven't seen we haven't actually seen full boob yet. I don't think we can add it to the boob counter. We just see a little bit of side boob and booty. For I imagine now. that the original cut had a lot more. Sounds cold. Yeah, she looks freezing. I mean, this is filmed in October. That's so, exactly where I'm like, it sounds cold. I'm out. Oh, this is the axe kill. I like this shot here. We kind of get a throwback to the POV shots that we haven't gotten in a while, to be honest. Of Pam. You kind of see him kind of like see it and back away. And I like that shot. It reminds me a lot of the intro to the first one. Oh, that's a gnarly split up the face. Shut up, bitch. Ah. And Jason's in the water. <laughs> Marco. Polo. Nice callback to the Jaws angle there. There's Bush ass and Kit. There you go. There you um, go. There's the shot. I do like that this Jason is like in water and on land. This is where we more get the water stuff. Yeah. Cool. And I, I think also a lot don't of get it... how deep that would be right there. You're only like fucking five feet out. What are you saying? <laughs> King Tut rises from the tomb. Yeah, that's I... definitely you. 
I also think that the reason they're able to do a lot of underwater shots in this movie is because unlike the other movies, this suit was designed to be in the water because he came out of the water. So they didn't have to worry about getting it wet and ruining it because that was kind of what it was designed to be. And then also Kane Hodder, he's a stunt man originally. So he was doing a lot of his own stunts basically and an actor. So exactly. So he was win, win, win. to do that kind of stuff. Exactly. Unlike the other people who are just actors, a lot of them are special effects artists. Asshole. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I was just reading down here too. So obviously Freddy versus Jason didn't happen for this. It didn't, it's not what happened because of the issues we were talking about earlier. Um, but Paramount was still high on the idea of Jason versus somebody. So the marketing angle that they substituted Freddy Krueger for Stephen King's inspired character, a telekinetic troubled teenager named Tina Shepard based on, who'd you guess? Carrie White. So that was kind of literally the idea they were going for, but they obviously couldn't get the rights to King's novel. So they just went with Tina Shepard instead of Carrie. Should have did like Myers or fucking Ash. Right? Like I, I have a list. I think Ash though, like Ash oh. would have been a good storyline of just trying to like fuck with Jason. And it would have been a very humorous film. Yeah. I feel like Ash would have kicked his ass though. But that's like, He's zombie version, right? So it would be more like the Evil Dead kind of thing where he'd be used to it, but yeah. also like, wow, he never dies. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. So that's where I'm like, at least that's kind of a one-up for him. Like, Myers would just be like, what the fuck? And it would just be a giant, like, Clash of Titans moment, which is still nice. Or go. like, have have Chucky versus Jason. <laughs> so I uh, I don't know if you knew this, but did you, during the beginning of the film, the guy who's narrating the movie... Where he's like a killer not yet dead and doing that kind of voiceover yeah that was uh walt gorney who was the actor who played crazy ralph in the original in the second movie oh that's rad yeah so he kind of came back to do kind of like the narration over there i thought that was a nice little touch i miss crazy ralph me too me too no <laughs> of course he's Come a on. liar <laughs> Just a flashback to the sleeping bag kill. Apparently, Kane Hodder had difficulty with the scene where he does that because the uh, the dummy that was inside the sleeping bag was heavier than he thought it would be. So the scene required a number of retakes because he kept swinging at as hard as he could. But no matter how hard he swung the sleeping bag, he couldn't get it to look right. But by the final take, he was so fed up with the scenario that he dropped the bag. He kicked it angrily. <laughs> This is the shot that appears in the final film. In retrospect, Hodder said that that was one of his favorite kills. And then that's why he later wanted to bring it back in Jason X. That's funny. So when he, he kind of whips her against the tree and then kicks the bag, it's because he still couldn't get it to look right. But they just kind of kept that one. I guess that's also <laughs> why they didn't do the two the two swing then, right? Because it was just... Well, I mean, they had enough takes. Didn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> But like didn't look right. So he's just like, I'm unhappy with this. So if it was the two, it would have been like very like cloppy, like him pulling back and then doing another swing. Yeah, I guess it just would have looked double sloppy if at least that's what he thought. So he's like, let's just do the one, I guess. And it was pretty smart to cast Kane Hodder's Jason because you wouldn't have to hire two people like you wouldn't have to hire uh, an actor and a stuntman. He could do everything. Exactly. He did all of his own stunts in Jason's outfit, like including falling through the stairway in this movie. And when the porch falls on his head later on, like all of that was done by him. 
So, I mean, that is, and that way you only have to make one costume. You don't have to make a suit that fits multiple people or have a look alike. So I thought that was pretty good. If I'm correct, he also hurt his back or something in the fall when he went through the stairs later on. Oh, possibly. Possibly at all. Um, yeah, a near, yeah, Kane Hodder talks about a near fatal take that's in this movie when he falls through the stairs. Only a certain amount of the steps were meant to give away. Hodder's head narrowly missed one of the actual steps as he went through. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah, so he almost knocked himself straight out, caught his head on the stairs on the way down. Uh -huh. Look at us go. We know some knowledge. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. So we've done this before. And obviously, as always, folks, if you're watching this and you have a really cool fun fact that we haven't mentioned or just want to elaborate on, uh, feel free to leave it below in the comments or, uh, you know, add us at Killer Kaiju Cast or at our Facebook page. We I love demand you tell me facts. facts. Tell us all the facts. Tell us we're wrong. Fight us. More Lucas. <laughs> I'll watch and laugh. Oh, my God. Then I, mean, I find this Spider-Man. I know she said Spike, but it sounded like she said Spider-Man. Spider-Man? <laughs> Tobey Maguire, where? What's this? Yeah, see? And you can tell even how Dr. Cruz gets mad. You can tell even in his stature. He's, he's a good actor. Some shit. You can tell as soon as she confronts him, he starts to shake. He starts pedaling his chin with his fingers. He does all of the, the visual quirks that tell when a person's lying or hiding something. So you can tell he studied body language. He's a good actor. I feel like the scenes with him involved in this really are what drive this film from this angle. And that's why I'm glad he's so involved with Jason's killings, like seeing them happen. And when he meets it, his inevitable end later on, it makes it even more, you know, pactful. I, I really enjoy it. Maybe secretly he just wanted Jason to come back to life. That's why he brought her here. There you go. It's all some kind of big. Yeah, like big <laughs> overall. Conspiracy. Be like, no, no, it wasn't you. It was Jason all along. It was just I needed her. Uh-huh. Yeah. So essentially what he wants to do is he wants to make her seem more dangerous. So that way he can put her back in the hospital. So, cause they have more control over her at the hospital so they can really maximize her effects and use her as the Guinea pig they intended to do. So that makes sense. Cause originally wow, this, this whole sounds like some experiment. Godzilla kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, you know what I was thinking? Uh, Stranger things. Yeah. Like 11, I mean, I've only I know seen that like seven after, episodes, but... maybe six. Oh, it's a good show. I really enjoyed it. It has a dead point halfway through the series, but it, it gets better. I liked it. I'm just terrible with keeping shows. Like eventually I'm just like, oh, and then I forget. <laughs> I know I do have to keep going back. Otherwise, like there's so many shows I've started and not finished. And like the amount of times I've started prison break and I've gotten to like the third season and I just give up or like breaking bad too. I, gave, I think I gave up after the second season. I was like, ah, I'm just bored of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so she sees the image of now i i, I got to assume and i don't understand that wasn't really what happened that wasn't real right no it was fake yeah it was just you know, something she was seeing she's going crazy i think her weird like you mentioned earlier her weird connection with her dad or at least what she's viewing is now connected with jason oh okay so like every time she's trying to be like ah you know like all tripping out she's now just seeing jason oh, okay I, I believe that's it's my this theory. Movie. There's one kill scene kind of where I'm pretty sure it's this one. It has to be because it's not the next one and I haven't seen it yet. But there's a scene where someone's in the kitchen and he's walking through the house and Jason's kind of in the dark corner and kind of following him in the, the shadows as he's moving through the house. It gives me such a Michael Myers feeling. 
it it really reminds because you know how like in the Halloween films, Michael's always just like in the dark or hiding. You can just see his face through the shadow. Yeah, like that's that's kind of what John Carpenter's whole style's about. I feel like that is used in one of these. It's got to be this movie, but we'll get to it when we get to it. But see, this is what I was talking about. She finally steps out of her comfort zone, stalls up a little bit, and pays the ultimate price. She doesn't have her glasses on, so how can you even see anything, girl? So, like, I know this is off topic, but anyone watched the UFC fight, seen Conor McGregor break his ankle? That's monstrous. Yeah, I did see that. Brutal. Getting off topic about it, did he... Now, is it from he kicked and broke it from the kick impact and then went to step back on his ankle and it broke? I don't think so, because at least what I heard is that he went to swing and then he went to step back and then he turned his ankle and the way that he turned, it just like flopped over. You got to be for someone who literally uses their shin and foot as a literal lethal weapon that just stepping on it the wrong way shouldn't cause issues. I just that's where I'm at. And then I'm just like, wow, that looks painful as fuck. Kudos to you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I feel he's crazy. That's his whole career, right? And yeah, we'll see what happens. But damn, that must have sucked. Like just step backwards awkwardly. And then there goes your fucking leg. Can you imagine if you know, we're getting back on topic now? Uh, if Who's John Carpenter, <laughs> uh, if John Carpenter directed a Friday the 13th film. Yeah. Michael Myers would have been in it. It, I mean, it would have been, it would have yeah, been great. I, I just feel like bringing that kind of filmography to a role like this would have been really intense. Like, uh, I mean, going to shit on Josh here for a minute. Cause I'm pretty, you haven't seen the thing, right? Uh, like when I was 14, 15, somewhere around there. All right. Yeah. We're definitely going to tackle that movie. Cause if there's any horror movie, Sir Lucas has a lot of information about and heavily loves. It is John Carpenter's the thing. As one of my and a lot of people's favorite horror movie of all time. And I uh, definitely want to tackle that movie because that's especially a movie that has a lot of debating over it, has a lot to talk about. Lots of people have opinions about it. So it's definitely something I want to tackle in the future. Well, season two, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. we will see. I mean, we've bum, already bum, stated bum, before bum. we're going to tackle. Oh, I love the way his jaw moves behind the mask. It's such a nice touch. Uh, but we've already stated that we were going to do the thing and the fly. Just Jeff depends Goldblum. when. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to it, though. And Tusk. Yes. Ooh. Those okay. like the big I got like a list. <laughs> Kipsy tapes. Yeah, that's that counts as a horror movie, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like a mockumentary. We can, we yeah. Can do it. God. Kane Hodder does such a good job as Jason. I just love decayed versions of all like the monsters. Like my favorite Myers is the Hobo Myers with the destroyer mask, like that decayed rotten mask. That yep. that's like the best version, in my opinion. Like style-wise, it looks so good. So yeah. good. When the monsters because you know, we we see these humans as monsters for the way they act, but once they start to take on the look of a monster, it really just drives it home that much farther. And it's like almost like what we thought they were has finally grown to be. Oh, it just looks so brutal. I like the out of the kind of like how he's like out of focus and he slowly comes into focus. At least she's smart and took off her shoes. Which is why I'm like, this girl seems pretty smart. Like it sucks that she got put in this position in the first place. I would have loved if she was somehow the only character that lived. Yeah. Yeet. Okay. Meat well, hook. that didn't last long. Run, Tina, run. And I mean, we have a lot of series we've talked about that we're going to get. Like, we're going to do the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. We're going to eventually get to the Halloween series. 
But the next film series I'd like to do after that that has multiple movies in a franchise is definitely the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Yes, please. We should tackle that kind of like in the fall. It's a good fall movie. So that would be really great. Well, at least we don't have to worry about ever running out of stuff because there's so many monster movies available. Yeah, exactly. Like endless, endless amounts. And like, as always, folks, if there's a movie that you love that we haven't talked about, let us know because maybe we'll watch it if we haven't seen it or if we have seen it, we'd love to talk about it and do a, a podcast about it. And hell, maybe if you're lucky and you'd like to, you can even be a guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lucky. Just message us. Yeah, as you say lucky. More like lucky as if we actually read it and realized it because we're stupid. But Yeah, that's more about <laughs> my alley at least. That's, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, is this going to be no good of this? I mean, I got to point out too, like the last like couple, it was, uh, I believe it was also, it was, what was the kid's name in A New Beginning? Uh, you know, the kid who was cool, the younger kid, the younger yeah. black kid, Reggie, uh, Reggie, Reggie. Thank you. Reggie his the brother Reckles. and his girlfriend were also making love in a van and get killed. And now these guys do too. Like, does the Friday well, the 13th ser- yeah, does the Friday the 13th series just have a fascination with killing these poor black characters in cars? No, I think it's just <laughs> if you're banging, I guess it doesn't matter where you are. Like they could have been in like the outhouse banging and still would have been like, you're going to die. Ah, uh, this is the infamous party horn kill. As soon as I see the horn, I instantly remember it. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, I know this. I know this. I remember being a kid, even like before I saw all these, being like, um, watching all the top kills on YouTube because I wasn't able to get my hands on all the movies. And like, I remember seeing this one and being like, I can't wait to see this one. And now we do. And I loved it. <laughs> it's just the best. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it, but Tina's Myers? mom's, her death, Tina's mom's death, apparently when she, in her death scene, she had like the worst cold while filming her death scene. So I wonder if we can like, if she actually generally looks sick, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is an yeah head crush. I feel like Kane Hodder got the best kills. Like this one, like must have been really it just brutal. really shows the power and shit. I don't know, man. Kane Hodder's god when it comes to playing. And movies. I've seen the behind in the, one of the documentaries they did about these movies. There's actually like little leaked footage of that death scene where it actually shows his whole jaw like collapsing into his face, and like you can see his whole head being crushed. It's wild, and it's a shame that wasn't actually allowed to be in the movie. And then we get the air horn. It's a party, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those comedic kills that just works. Like, there's comedic kills in the past, like when he gets thrown into the tree and he leaves the smiley face and his arm rips off. Like, there's been funny kills, but I feel like that's the funniest kill that's effective. Like, it's still like, yeah, that's badass, but it's also really funny. (laughs) This girl's a bitch. Yep, I agree. It's funny, though, because Eddie calls her shit. Because he's just so innocent and honest, right? I've just been like, you're a bitch. Isn't that what he says? I'm pretty sure. 
<laughs> Hell yeah, you have. The boy. Yeah. I got a date with a soap on a rope. <laughs> That's funny. Of course. And you know, since the beginning, the these are the two, like, you know, pot smoking, uh, no reckless. good, reckless doer teenagers. So these ones you knew were going to die at some point. I'm surprised they lived as long as they did. Like the goody girl died before they did. That's just surprising as hell. Yeah. I mean, she was a, she was trying to get laid. I like that shot too. I mean, all the times Jason's cut the power before, but they never show it happen or it's like some natural event. But I like in this one, it actually shows him just fucking ripping the thing right out of the hydrometer. Like he's also <laughs> learning. Ah, so yeah, exactly. Changing his tactics instead of just going all in at once. Just being like, let's see. Like, hmm, let me see. <laughs> And I, uh, I don't want to spell too much getting to the ending, too, but just before I forget, I think this is the first time in the series, uh, I mean, the next one kind of does it, but this is the first time in the series the movie ends without any kind of hint towards a future movie. Like, they kind of end it on, like, a like a peaceful ending. There's no, like, huge cliffhanger, you know what I mean? Yeah, they should, probably should have left it that way. It's the way I remember. Yeah. I mean, the next one had potential to be really good. It was just pulled off horribly in the... The budget restrictions killed it. Absolutely slaughtered that movie. <laughs> Just not a fan, man. Not a fan. No. I and for all the good scenes in the next one, all the scenes in the next one, the, the good ones there are, do not make up for the atrocity that is the rest of that film. <laughs> no shit it's dark I mean it doesn't look very dark to me that's right you can tell they're just high as a kite oh hell yeah they're having a good old time flashlight in the eye there we go I love those beefy ass flashlights the walking in the woods flashlights oh those things are awesome I need to buy one of those and have it around I love the one meme if you guys have seen it where it's like a uber and they're like, uh, where am I delivering this? He's like, look for the signal in the sky. And he's shining <laughs> the light it. up. And he's like, I see it. Oh, my God. <laughs> this scene. He's right there. Jason's in the back left corner. Yep. Just standing. This is the scene I was talking about. Conjuring Very... moment. Yeah, this one reminds me a lot of like a Halloween film. What? The from the way it's shot from the top ceiling and it's a pan across the, the room. It's poo. This is a very John Carpenter scene. One take, one long shot. Very well done. Dun, dun, dun. <coughs> Little things moving on the fridge and in the background oh. to kind of distract your eyes from what's happening. And then when it shows this, it's like, okay, this is a Friday movie. Never mind. He even kills him with like a knife. Like a butcher's knife. <laughs> like a kitchen knife, just like Michael. I feel like this was maybe like an homage to a Mike, like a, to a Halloween movie. That whole scene. Maybe, maybe we're like hinting that we might get uh, Jason versus Myers, you know, I in the wish. future. Because like, if this was intended to be the Freddy, though, they might have tried to hint towards that. It's like a hey, possibility. I wonder with all these remakes that are happening, if we will get like a Michael versus Jason movie eventually with 
the you know the the Halloween movies kind of being revitalized, and ideally the Friday the Thirteenth movies on track to get another proper redo. I wonder. I don't know we'll if I would appreciate see. it these days though. I feel like back then it would have worked, but now it just it just seems like a little cliche. I guess we have to know. So clearly, Doctor Cruz has done his work. He knows all about Jason. Yeah, son of a bitch has been lying. We knew it. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Well, folks, we're coming in at the hour mark. We got about half an hour left of the film. Now is the beautiful time of our series where we uh, talk about what the Rotten Tomatoes score is of this film. 75. So just to put it into perspective, the last film, part six, if you remember, Josh, that film had a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think this film has? 62. I I, I think we, we love this movie a lot more than other people do. Yeah, so maybe. This movie's got a 33%. Oh. It's lower than part six. And the oh. audience score of part six was 52. So that's what fans who watched the movie wrote, not critics. This one has a 37 Fans do not like this movie. I don't mind it. It's not terrible. I kind of like it. I think it's really goofy and it doesn't take itself too seriously and it leaves the seriousness up to Jason. I kind of like that about it. Maybe it's just because I really like Kane Hodder. Yeah, I I feel that. But I mean, like, we both do. Like, there's not many people who don't like him. So it just seems a little a little silly. I know the Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween movies don't get much better ratings from critics. I mean, most slasher and horror films don't. They're just not considered like actual proper films. To critics, you know, <laughs> I like that personal penis and larger and it's just a magnifying glass in a box. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's a Spencer's Gifts present right there. If I've ever seen one. Like, we, oh, have yeah, a, have it. we have a gift at the, we have one at the store. It's called the Pecker Erector. And it's just a popsicle stick with some tape. <laughs> that just sounds awful. Oh, I love it. Or like a, a self-prostate exam, and it's just like a fake finger. <laughs> the good old days. By that, I mean the current days, because I work there. Oh, boy. Still. <laughs> it's not the worst job in the world. It pays the no, bills. No, hell no. It's great. It's a party. All the time. It's a party. Living the dream. I always feel bad for Eddie. Oh, Eddie, why? We don't even get to see his kill. All the kills cut. I hate that. There's so many potential great scenes. And it's just like, no, we're just going to cut away right as it happens. Fuck you, MPA. Douchebags. Ruin this fucking movie. <laughs> boobs. Yeah, we saw our boobs earlier. Boobs. Same old boobs. Nothing new. <laughs> Boobs. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of a nitpick, but the jumpsuit Jason's wearing in the last film is different from the one he's chained up in underwater. And obviously, there's no reason continuity-wise why his clothes would be different. It's like he changed underwater. But no, they obviously just couldn't have the same suit. (laughs) So the gloves are gone, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I agree. They must have just deteriorated away or fish ate away at him or something or the Loch Ness Monster, you know? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, leather will decay faster than, like, <laughs> cotton or whatever <laughs> it's made of, polyester. Yeah. Logic. That's funny. 
Oh, girl. I think this is another really cool. They do a lot of like what's in the room shots in this one. Like we had the kitchen scene. I mean, Eddie's death was kind of like that. And I think this is the one, if you pay attention, you can see it. Because I, I know in the some part she's in a room and the guy's head is in the room somewhere. And it's not till she sits down that you see it. So right when she walks in, it's right by the windowsill. You can actually see uh, right off to the left. You can see the blood splatter on the white blanket. His yep. head is actually there. You can kind of see the, the bottom of his chin. So it's mm -hmm. not until she sits down and there's there's more shots where you can see his head before she actually sees it. So keep an eye out for that. Dun, if you guys are dun, watching. Dun, dun. Nice little touch. I like the bong that was just casually sitting there mm -hmm. in the really fake weed. Look at that. <laughs> they tried. I know, it, was, it was technically illegal back then, right? So they couldn't really pull that shit. But I love how like you know, as a kid, I'm like, at least me, I never picked up on the fact that that was a bong because it's a straight shooter. It's not the typical beaker bong look that, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, that's what a bong looks like. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a straight shooter. Nice. <laughs> My youth has been corrupted. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we both sell bongs. We should probably know what they look like. Nope. I'm a good boy. Nope. We're innocent little boys. Oh, so you get a really good shot of the head there and the blood especially keeping that continuity I like it I obviously never noticed that the first time saying that I saw that the first time would be like saying spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the Saw franchise is like saying that you knew that John was behind it the whole time and he was the dead guy laying on the floor like no one called that no. it's one of the biggest twists of horror history like you can't I know we were talking about the soft films a lot the last couple of days with a few buddies of mine, and we're saying how like the first three are the only ones worth ever watching. Oh, a thousand percent. The rest of them are all right, but like nowhere close to the first three. The first three are gold. I really want to see Spiral though, the new one with Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. If you uh, just want to finish the story just for shits and gigs to like, that's when you watch the other ones, but more or less just watch the first three. Yeah, watch the first three, watch the summaries on YouTube. <laughs> Or if you have another person doing a commentary like us or a podcast, just watch their episode. Support your local fans and your podcasters and commentators. God damn, Jason loves whipping bitches at windows. Why not? You got access. <laughs> you know what I love about that shot? If you're going to whip her out the buds. window and have some huge grand throw, why would it just cut to just like her blatantly just looks like she trips and falls on the ground. Like you're already whipping her out a window. You couldn't got the stunt person to do a better landing. Like on like the full mile, like in one of them, you know, she gets whipped through the window and then she falls on a car roof and then rolls off the car. Maybe that was part of the humor behind the kill. They just wanted to be like, usually some grand thing happens when they land or something and it shows it all the way down. And here they just cut to a, and then the score cuts and everything and it goes silent. Yeah. I think here we get another kind of head in the room. If you look closely, I believe Eddie's head is in the bush, I believe, right? In the little planter there. I think you can find Eddie's head. I just like the hide little Easter eggs in this one. I do. I, I like it. I think that a lot of it, like a lot of that has to do with John, the director, being a special effects artist that he likes to kind of show off his little prosthetics and heads and like little things here and there. You can tell a special effects director directed this movie. 
because he likes to really utilize the scenes where there's a lot of special effects heavy. And that explains why probably they almost got an X rating because he really, you know, shot each shot, shot for shot really well. So it looked almost real. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably why they almost got an X rating. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so here she has a cold. You can kind of hear it in her voice. She sounds I was thinking sick. of that wheezing. Yeah, she's wheezing quite a bit. I love the chain Jason wears around his neck, too. Completely plastic, obviously. <laughs> but it's cool. I like it. And Could they just worse. add the tinging around. I mean, come on. He's in so much latex and prosthetic. Imagine if it was metal, too. Pretty sure he uses her Miss Shepherd here, Tina's mom, as a fucking shield. Yeah. Why not? Bye, bud. Literally uses her as a human shield. <laughs> fucking that was asshole. amazing. They're dead. Actually, Melissa's not dead. Real dead. Oh, oh, sorry. He's under the table. There he is. With his next sliced open. At least I was kind of right. I knew he was still in the room somewhere. <laughs> Every time I see the balloon, I'm just like Pennywise. Maybe. Would you like a balloon? See again, like leaving little hints like that, being like maybe we'll get like, you know, Pennywise versus yes. Jason, Michael versus Jason, Freddy versus Jason, Carrie versus Jason. Leprechaun versus Jason, Pumpkinhead versus yeah, Candyman versus Jason. I mean, yeah. Jeepers Creepers. The new Candyman movie comes out next month. I'm very excited for that. There's a lot of good movies coming out this year. With season two, uh, I know we were talking about it off podcast, but Josh and I are going to do some bonus episodes of newer films too when we watch them. Obviously, we won't be able to do a commentary because they won't be out, but we'll do kind of like our first impressions and like our talks about what we thought of the film. So we might do that for Candyman if we end up watching Candyman before uh, we get to those movies on the podcast. I like me some Candyman. 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 All right, he's here. Candyman. <laughs> Tony Say Tom. it five times, look behind me. Oh, my God. Yeah, you want to meet him? You just say his name five times. He appears behind That's three. Biggie Smurfs. Biggie Smurfs. <laughs> I think it's five. Biggie Smurfs. And he shows up. Bloody oh, Mary the fuck? Three. I just got to the party. Yeah, I know. The, the three times is from the South Park joke. He says you have to say Biggie Smalls three times in the mirror and he'll come kill you just like Candyman. Candyman is five times. Oh, okay. Well, Candyman. Candyman. Sure. Candyman. 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 And it's, it's because uh, um, it's because of, I believe, the lynch mob chanted Candyman five times before he died. That's the reason, because obviously I don't know if you'll know the story of Candyman, but it was about this uh, essentially person who was giving out candy and that was killing kids, I believe. And they blamed or no, someone was I forget the exact story. People, Candyman fans are going to kill me, but I believe what it happens is this man who gave candy to children essentially just as a good Samaritan was blamed for the deaths of these kids. 
and well, they like, pretty that's much the killed him five times. Right? That's the remake version because, like in the original, he gave it. He was an artist that gave his heart to like this wife and or like hit this girl, and they weren't allowed to be because they were like slaves. So they like tied him right. up and like put honey on him, and then the bees came. You know, so like that's right. Yeah, he swore revenge upon like you know generations and all that kind of stuff. So that's why he appears with like art there a lot go. like written places. Yeah. So the original is pretty OG. So like, oh, and it's sick. The reason I never grew up with them is literally because there are a few films. My mom was absolutely petrified as a kid. And two of them were Nightmare on Elm Street and Candyman. So I didn't get to watch Nightmare on Elm Street until I was older. And by the time I was older, the only reason I watched Nightmare on Elm Street is because I had watched the Jason films and knew who Freddy was because of Jason Goes to Hell and Freddy versus Jason. So I started watching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies more. But uh, my mom never really watched Candyman and never really wanted me to watch Candyman because she remembered it as being terrifying. Fucking and dude. it didn't have any funniness to it like these movies do. Like these No, movies they're serious movies. Candyman's serious, exactly. So I feel like watching them as a kid, there's not enough, you know, cheeriness. It would have really scarred me emotionally. <laughs> this is a great death. The cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> I just Dr. like the Cruz. weapon choice. Oh yeah, the fucking huge ass blade. Like like it's like a like a trimmer it's like of a weed sort. whacker. It's yeah. like a weed whacker, but they switched it out with like a different blade instead of the plastic piece. Like a saw blade. I, I'm assuming it's for cutting branches off trees and shit. It's kind of what it's probably for, to cut through things. Up Mama, high. shut up, Tina. <laughs> Grow up. All right, Tina, it's up to you. You and your telepathic powers couldn't save your mom, so now you gotta save the world. Oh, she sees him now. He's like, I got my eyes on you, boy. Turns out it's just like a love interest for Jason. <laughs> they end up just getting married. She's like, thank you for killing that bitch of a doctor and my mother. Now I don't have to deal with them anymore. Exactly. Kiss me, daddy. Just be happy with the rest of our lives. <laughs> just naked bodies everywhere. Naked bodies everywhere. I love how he's like dramatically pinned them up in this array. Ah, uh, it reminds you a lot with the bodies nailed to the tree. I, I know the movie gets a lot of hate because obviously the director is human garbage. He was put into, uh, I believe he was on trial. I believe he went to prison for uh, um, child pornography and stuff like that. But the Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers, Creepers films, yeah. yeah, they are really damn good, man. It's mainly the yeah, first good one. movie and just, like Justin Long, but the the director is a fucking yeah. prick. Yeah, which is a shame because it's such a unique and cool movie the second one not so much but the first one's really good i remember seeing this and being like what the fuck <laughs> like jason's gotta run for his money now even jason's like what the fuck i mean if this brought him back to life i don't think it's just gonna put him in the ground girl but she doesn't know that snakey snake <laughs> just makes it just makes him stronger yeah what doesn't kill you makes you stronger now I have electric powers. Yeah, was this King Kong versus Godzilla? Exactly. <laughs> this ain't gonna work. Tina's Godzilla, Jason's Kong. Let's go. See, I was actually gonna compare it earlier where it's uh, the one movie where it was supposed to be a Kong movie, but it clearly didn't end up being that. And they never kind of like it. this. Yeah, yeah. kind of like this, where it's just like, this is supposed to be Freddy, but here's this blonde girl named Tina. And it was supposed to be Carrie, but here's this blonde girl named Tina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking fake. Now, do you think he was actually in that puddle? Do you think that's actually Kane Hunter? I mean, it'd have to be. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because he gets up. Yeah. 
see how you hear the gasp of breath i love that that they add some noise to jason especially with the puddle scene because that's probably him holding his breath so as soon as he got up he was like (gasps) yeah oh the exposed kneecap and everything i love it the whole jason concept for this one's beautiful yeah i feel like when i when i think jason like i think of two things i well three things really i think of uh, burlap sack jason from part two I think of part three, Jason, with like, you know, the solid before he's all deformed. He has like the bald head and like yep. that kind of stature to him. And then I think this Jason, those are the three Jasons I think of without fail. Like I often when I think of Jason lives, I still think of like this Jason as the Jason from Jason lives because they like besides the exposed rib cage and the exposed bones and stuff, the Mass. overall like posture of them like very seems similar to me. But this looks way better. Thousand percent. Yeah. Fuck you. And see the sliding doors? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What? (laughs) With his sliding hidden doors? No doors for you. I think that would be a good matchup, right? Leatherface versus Jason? I would probably end really fast because, you know, I mean, Leatherface is just human after all. Yeah, that's fair. Ah, there's the head in the bush. I knew it happened at some (laughs) point. Shoving his finger. It's and like then that she scene throws in, uh, the head at him. It's like that scene in Sausage Party. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was laughing today at work, actually, because like there was a song playing, and it was like a Rings of Saturn song or something with like a crazy sweep. And I'm just like to my buddy at work, I was like, yeah, you know how most people... Oh, here's when the, the porch falls on them here. So this is actually Kane Hodder when that happens. Brutal. Uh, but we were like, yeah, when guitar solos are written, especially like sweet parts, I swear when they're trying to figure out how they want it to sound, they just stick their tongue out and go blah, 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 and then shake their head really fast. <laughs> Most likely. At least that's what you do. Yeah, and then we'll make that a guitar and then boom, done. Yeah. <laughs> Plug it into your MIDI, switch over sounds, bing, bang, boom. We got a whole song. Girl, you electrocuted him to death, like did all that shit to him and you dropped a porch on him and you think he's dead? Nah. Maybe telepathic, but you're stupid. The hand, the claw. It's Jim Carrey. The claw. It's the claw. (laughs) I don't remember how Melissa dies, but I do remember it's pretty well deserved because everyone hates her at this point. Yeah, I mean, she should have died first. The bitch one always got a last though. Because as bitchy and, and annoying as she is, she's probably the smarter of the other teams. Until this moment. <laughs> Yay! Oh, Good. yeah. Just Good axe bitch. in the face and then they just whip her. Yep. <laughs> awesome death. I like how fast hers was, too, because, like, no one really liked her. So they were like, let's just get her out of the way. Like, this would be, like, a two-second fucking kill. I think this is when we get the uh, unmasking. Yes, yeah, it, it's gonna come up within but like she the next hits few him, minutes. It's when they walk up the stairs because she hits him in the face with the the light, which is a really funny scene. The big nipple light. Yep. Like there's ceiling boob, and then there's nipple light. I have a ceiling boob. The lighting choice of the '80s. <laughs> Should just like drop kick them in the face. <laughs> I mean, her telepathic powers aren't that great. Telekinetic powers aren't that great, but she could just yeeted them through the fucking house. Ha, <laughs> ha,
Weird pine cone <laughs> light. So that scene right there, you can see the stairs broke where it wasn't supposed to, and he ended up hitting his head. That's rough. Would have jumped over that railing. <laughs> there you go. Come on, hurry it up. It does not take that long. Come on. You're being chased by a killer. Don't take your time. Horror movie 101. This is how you fucking die. <laughs> we know this. Oh, no, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> a very angry stairs. Harry Potter. <laughs> you broke Harry's door. How's you this have is any what you get? Uh, yeah, this is where we get the mask. Yeah, here it is. Oh, I love that it tightens and you can see like the ooze. Oh, that's cool. Oh, just searing his face. It's just pudding. <laughs> I love how he's so surprised. He's like, there's a lot of expression with this Jason with his mask off. Like he's like, oh no, you didn't, or oh fuck. Like right there. I, I... <laughs> and I believe right before he gets torched, the same thing happens. He's like, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> right down the hole. Hole in one. And now he's going to go fight Samara from the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Just like predicting movies that haven't even happened yet. Exactly. I mean, there's one series that I'm not the most comfortable with, but I would love to do. And that's uh, if you want to do Juon, like The Grudge, kind of like yeah, the Japanese man. series, like not the New Americanized ones. No, they like, bug me. So that, that's a good one. Yeah. Going back and revisiting that. You know, what movie really fucked me up as a kid, though. Mm. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws is awesome. Jaws is great, but like, man, that that head scene in the boat fucked me up so hard when I was a kid. Yeet! Watch the Meg. This is how Tina becomes Samara from the ring. He's like, see here, he's like, I've had enough, bitch. That's the face Jason's got. Like, Get in the hole. Yeah. Get in the flask. Sorry. He just wants, she just wants to nail him, you know? <laughs> that was terrible and then hey with the boiler room and catching him on fire like coming back to freddy being in the movie right the boiler is right behind him and it's on fire and we'll just bring him right back to the boiler room big bang boom <laughs> oh i love how it just like pops up the gasoline thing is so funny at this point the amount of telekinetic ability she's you know, shown is like, come on. <laughs> she could have done so much more with this power. Oh, yeah. But I mean, at least she gets the job done. But I think it's also because she's still a newbie when it comes to using her power. So she's just trying her best. Uh, here we get the full. Here we get the fuck no face. No, don't you dare. Oh, just ignites him from behind. I mean, guaranteed, guaranteed Kane Hodder was like having Vietnam flashbacks right now from when he had his accident. Yeah, yes. Like you can't be like come out of that and not have been like, fuck, you know, but he definitely learned. He knows how to do it. It's just exactly. Yeah, that'd be a spooky one. And I correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time we've had Jason die by fire, right? Yeah, I like in the so. last one, he was on fire, but then he went in the water because the water was on fire. Yep. So 
because he was still alive and then like the propeller hit him in the face and a bunch of that crap then it was supposed to break his neck yeah exactly yeah death by snoot snoot <laughs> but the way jason uh comes back is literally the silliest of all so even that end scene where they go on the deck you know it's Freddy vs. Jason. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then Hatchet comes out of nowhere. And his dad. Who is also played by Kane Hatter. Kane yeah. Hatter. <laughs> he just plays everyone in one movie. Your parents or the house? Because both. Yeah, really though. You had a mom by the beginning of this. Not no more. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Come on, Nick. Be the be the be the helper here. I don't think that does shit. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's funny that he did Hatchet because, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Kane Hodder is actually uh, is a noted juggalo and a fan of Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> that's, to reflect that's this, he has a custom charm of the group's Hatchet Man logo holding a, uh, a machete inside of a hatchet. A reference to his role as Jason. That's funny. I like that. Oh, here we get the dad coming back. Oh, I'm going to save you, Tina. Stupidest mm-hmm. ending ever. Yeah. This is now he's back me. in the water. Lost me. It's like an Ari Lehman reference from Kid Jason. The boy in the lake. Just not a fan. Not a fan. Definitely need some backup. Well, yeah, after all that. <laughs> Go and just walk through the forest like 20 feet in each direction and you're going to be finding some corpses. You need backup. Jesus. I love those weird hearse-looking ambulance car things. Yeah, me too, actually. I I like the look of them a lot. It's like an oversized hearse. It'd be great for touring. Imagine touring in one of those. It'd be so badass. So I like how Nick survives this one, too. It's not just the final girl. It's both of them. The boy in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Notice that the license plate says boo. Because that's that's, that's how we feel about this ending. Boo. (laughs) Boo. As we said, a peaceful ending. Not hinting at any sequels. That's just how it ends. Crap ending, really good quick. movie, though. Yeah, I don't like the whole dad jumping out. Like, I think if it ended with just her finishing off Jason and just, you know, yeeting him into the lake after an explosion or something, that would have been a lot better. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, got to do something new. I get it. Trying to be Young different. Tommy Corey Feldman. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, New Blood, folks. I mean, good movie. Not the best, not the worst, but uh, definitely one you shouldn't skip out on. I mean, it's interesting. Interesting enough, anyway. 
<laughs> I mean, it's still better than the next two. So Ugh, yeah. bah, bah, bah. now I have I definitely don't like the next one, Manhattan, but goes to hell has some has some merit. There's some I'm, things I like about it, but I'm not a non Friday the 13th movie. It's like the I, 98 Godzilla movie. Go into it not thinking it's a Jason movie and you might actually enjoy it a little bit. Nah, it's a poo movie. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> it's not that great. Oh, God, it's really not that good. Well, that being said, folks, if uh, you guys have any other information about this movie, like I said before, definitely reach out to us and let us know if anything facts we've missed or if you guys have another movie you'd want to see. Um, we are <laughs> not excited to do the next movie. I'm excited to no. make fun of it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll laugh, and it's yeah. filmed in Vancouver. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get to that. Uh, but at the release of this, we definitely have a really fantastic episode coming after this one because we are finally finishing up our Godzilla series for the Heisei era. It's woot a big woot. one. It's the Titan, the one that I've been building up this whole time. Godzilla versus Josh. Exactly. I mean, yeah, Damn if your right. name was the Destroyer. It is. The Pussy Destroyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, but yeah, Godzilla vs. Destroy is next, folks. Um, definitely one of the top tier Godzilla films of all time. What we've been building up to this whole time. Lots of returning characters from the original. Uh, it's a great time. I can't wait for it. Uh, coming to an end, it'll be nice to do that movie. And then we get to watch Jason Takes Manhattan. So we get to drop the bar pretty low. Oh, God. It'll be a good time, though. It'll be all right. But yeah, so highlights take away from this movie. Had a lot of potential to be some things that it wasn't. Uh, the soundtrack is done by FM and Nash the Slash. Super great. Definitely go check out Nash the Slash if you haven't. He's a phenomenal musician, does lots of great covers and originals, and is really just a unique all-around dude. And if you like horror soundtracks and 80s music, you have absolutely no reason to not go check him out if you haven't heard him before. Agreed. Right? Yeah, exactly. Josh agrees. Me and Josh agreed on something. Oh, my God. <laughs> no it's a lie we agree on a lot uh all right folks but we hope you enjoyed your time on the podcast today we definitely did enjoy watching this movie and uh we can't wait to watch the next godzilla film and we can definitely wait to watch the next friday movie <laughs> but yeah, thank you so yeah. much for tuning in guys we can't wait to do this next time for you guys we hope you're all enjoying this podcast if you guys have any recommendations for uh new things we should do for the podcast reviews type of movies like that or maybe a separate idea, always reach out to us. We'd love to hear your uh, opinions. And obviously we love to hear your support on this podcast. It keeps us doing what we're doing. Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. It's been Lucas and Josh. We love you as always. And we will see you next time. Bye.